Coming up on today's show, we are all awake and ready to go to talk about the news. This week on Traveling with the Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to episode number 329 of Traveling with a Mouse. I am your host for this week. My name is John, and I am joined, as always, by my esteemed co-hosts. First up, we have Adam. What's up, everybody? And we also have this week the artist formerly known as Rip Van Winkle. (laughs) Oh, I mean, Jason. Wait, this is another episode? I just woke up. I thought we were still recording last week. It's been mm, a whole week. Yeah, it's been a whole week. So you haven't had a chance to listen to the last week's episode. I don't know how it ends. How did it end? What was the what was the climactic finale? Um, uh, well, it was supposed to be a Six Flags report, but I think we'll just wait and do that. Uh, probably me sleeping is better than Six Flags. <laughs> That's how interesting Six Flags was to, to you. That's what I think of Six Flags, but, you know, I don't want to... I have a sentence I would like to share in the vein of uh, Albus Dumbledore, who just says nonsensical sentences. Can I can I share one sure, with you? Sure, yeah, go ahead, share it. But only Bill can have a park entrance key. But only Bill can have a park entrance key. Hmm, okay. I see. I don't recall that. I feel like that's a deeper meaning to that. Hmm... Think about that. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to try to temper myself this week and and be very positive. (laughs) I'm going to talk only good things because we are not that far away from being, what did they say as they announced the the new annual passes, among the magic, in the magic, the magic is in you, I forget. It was kind of creepy how they put it, but we're going to be there very soon. Very soon. Isn't that a... um... You'll be happy. Weezer song? I've got the magic in me or something. Uh, <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe Weezer will play the uh, Christmas festival this year. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Candlelight Processional. Oh, speaking of which, that's going to be back this year. Mm. You think Neil Patrick Harris will show up? You know, I would like to think so. Yeah. I've seen that they were doing it, but I haven't seen a list of people yet. I'm sure that will come out a little later. We will probably have an episode maybe early next week because we are going to head out to Walt Disney World yep. next week for Ratatouille, saying goodbye to Happily Ever After. What else is on that agenda, Adam? What else are we going to do? Well, you uh, are going to do a challenge, aren't you? I am getting fairly close to actually registering for a challenge, but uh, before we get excited about watching a full challenge, this would be... A half-day challenge, hopefully. Mm-hmm. My son really wants to run. He's six years old. He's not even tall enough to ride rocking, so we couldn't even complete <laughs> if we wanted to. But yeah. I'm feeling like maybe a grail of Magic Kingdom and then one ride at every other park would be a good take-your-six-year-old-on-a-challenge kind of thing. And see, and that way we'd still be done, hopefully, in time for Happily Ever After. Sounds like a plan. You, then... you, you want to run with your sons, both of them? <laughs> no. Because they'll run in different directions. <laughs> one will one will run towards Small World. Uh, and where yeah, I don't know as much <laughs> anymore. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, he he's ever evolving. My youngest one. Well, there there'll probably be a time period where it comes up where you'll you'll uh, want to run with them. They might leave you in the dust at that point. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> they would now actually if they took off running. <laughs> Did we mention, by the way, I don't think we mentioned last week, that there was, in fact, a completion of the challenge at Walt Disney World. Oh, no. I guess we, we, we haven't really kept up with it as good as we should uh, recently. So why don't you fill us in? So Kenny the Pirate got an official every ride completion with a hard ticket event. He used a Boobash ticket, so that made it possible for him to essentially delay Magic Kingdom towards the end and he was able to complete all the open rides that day so we right. technically have a completion now minus the rafts so, so well yeah the, i'm like i said every ride every, every ride, ride every ride every ride has a flaw in their rules and that they don't uh, <laughs> actually list every ride <laughs> there's no main street vehicle right now either to make it difficult I wonder if they're ever going to run those again or did they just sell them somewhere 
Oh, I feel like they will eventually. Are they running them at Disneyland? I think so. I feel like I've seen them on the street, but I could be wrong. I mean, that's like a staple at Disneyland. They do bring out, like, the trolley for little drive-thru shows right now. So the trolley's there. Yeah, they still do the trolley, you know, every day. But you don't ride it. Nobody rides it. Right. But they could have sold the omnibus, the fire truck, who knows. No, I don't. They wouldn't do that. All right. You guys have a trip coming up in next week, starting next mm-hmm. week, end of next week. Just a quick weekend jaunt. Yeah. Yeah. I have about three weeks until we take off on our trip. How many nights are you planning on being there? The number of nights we have scheduled staying at the Airbnb there is five nights total. Okay. Have you picked up tickets yet? No, I have not. I did talk a little bit last week about where we're potentially going to buy them. I don't know if we're all going to do as many park days as some of the rest of us. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Which might be a good thing in some cases. I just got to figure out how many days, you know, we're each going to be doing in what park. I feel like I am going to be doing all the parks at some point. I don't know if the rest of my family is going to be doing all the parks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got to figure that out ticket-wise. So. Are you going to uh, talk an upgrade? Are you going to be able to get yourself that a- AP after all? AP? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Get that so, sorcerer, or what is it, the Incredipass? You'd be Incredipass level? I'd be Incredipass, yeah. You'd only pay the difference, right? So what if you've already paid a certain amount? You'd only pay the difference. Well, I mean, not yet I haven't, but I guess in a way that would be getting a discount on the annual pass. Hmm. Anyway. It would be a way to break up the payment a little bit if yeah. you didn't want to pay the whole thing at once. Yeah, if you get discounts on the original tickets and then they just pay you, the, you just have to pay the difference. Isn't that kind of getting... I guess it uh, is. Yeah. If they let you upgrade that ticket, which I imagine they would. Yeah. Well, I imagine they would. Anyway, so you guys are going to be there at the end of next week. So yeah. one of the things that's taking place then that we found out is how Space 220 is not mm, taking yeah. reservations during that time period. However... Yep then you will be able to queue Space 220 yeah. if you want to, so to speak. Is it a yeah. physical queue, or is it going to be like they do walk-up reservations in my Disney Experience app queue? Good question. I don't think we really know until it happens, right? I'm hoping so. it would be the app, but either way, it's going to be like nuts to try and get, I imagine. so. To go along with that, the menus have been revealed. Mm. Why don't we just go through the menu right quick, since this is... One of the larger stories of the week, right? So we have what's called, they call them the liftoffs or appetizer. We have a Big Bang Burrata. We have Starry Calamari, Blue Moon Cauliflower, Neptuna Tartar, Centauri Caesar Salad, and then Space Greens. That one's not that creative, no, is it? Any one of those stand out to you? Not really, to be honest. Okay, so you get one, though, if you're when you're doing the preview. So you got to pick one. Right, yeah. Yeah, you got to pick one. Right. I think I would go with the cauliflower, personally. Or the calamari. But so I mean, okay. calamari sounds good. I do love tuna tartare, so I might... But I'm worried it's just going to be... I'm sure it's going to be like a small, very yeah. tiny, can't even see a piece of tuna. Big Bang Burrata also sounds decent. I mean, I, I'm glad to see they have a couple of decent salads. You know, the grain salad sounds good. I'm not much of a salad person, but my wife is, so I know she would probably go for one of those. Not bad choices. Yeah, you know, if it were me, I honestly think, I know I criticized the name of it, but what's in it, I think I would go with the Space Greens as my appetizer. I mean, the thing is, is is how high quality is the food? And I will probably, let's assume we go. Yeah. I'll make a pretty early judgment based off of how good these appetizers are because you you're Mm -hmm. gonna charge this much uh somebody gets a salad right there's there's a salad you get at your mom and pop type shop and then there's like an elevated salad that you can tell they've put care in and it's probably not as much food and all that but like is it gonna have flavor how's their dressing is it house made all that stuff is gonna really tell you a lot about are they charging you $79 because the food's good or are they just 
Now, here's one thing. When you, since you mentioned the $79, you know, they have a lunch yeah, menu that's 55 which means you get to select one of each. You get the liftoff and a star course versus instead of the whole the whole, whole thing is the only difference. So I guess you get to choose from the exact same menu, it looks like. You just get two of the items. That's how be our guest versus, is. Well, yeah. The anyway. kids, kids' version, by the way, is $29. For the mac and cheese? Yeah. Yeah. Is the dinner the same for kids? I think it's still 29 so. Yeah, looks that way. Yep. All right, so let's move on to the main course, or the star course. The stars. Mm. So we have seared tuna, blue house salmon, centauri burger, flat iron steak, roasted free-range chicken, baked macaroni, and terra bolognese. Is that how how you say that? Bolognese. Bolognese, yeah. Bolognese, yeah. Mm. So spaghetti with meat sauce macaroni but it's got a sausage ragu so it's like fancy macaroni basic just roasted chicken with mashed potatoes brussels sprouts like nothing here screams elevated dining it's all pretty just standard fare you would get in any run-of-the-mill restaurant it's going to depend on the quality but nothing here seems inspired or even like nothing here says space nothing The names, some sort of Centauri. <laughs> I mean, like, like you go walk into here in Atlanta, we have like a Marlowe's Tavern, right? You know, sort of like a local chain. Or you walk into a, a place, you know, even most chain restaurants. I mean, you can find these these dishes everywhere: a, a, a seared tuna, yeah. a salmon, a burger, a steak, right. a roast yeah, chicken, chicken yeah. and a pasta dish. So nothing really stands out to you. No. Like, like, compare that to, to Monster Paul, where, yeah, they have, like, chicken, but it's, like, elevated. Yeah. Well, I mean, these could be. You don't know. It's based on the description. Well, yeah, you won't know until you actually taste it, right? If you were going to make a choice out of these, though, which one would you... Which one first catches your eye? Which one's your most likely choice? For $55, what would I pick? I'd probably go... Eh, I don't know if I'd go with the steak for lunch. It might be the salmon, or I might even try the burger. But for $55, I don't think I would try the burger. I would go with the salmon. Yeah. For lunch, I tend tend to go lighter, right? I'd rather go heavy for dinner, so I don't know if I'd do the... Or there is the, uh, which I I didn't go down quite far enough, there is the Space Station Special, which is the main lobster salad, quinoa, uh, bulgur wheat, avocado, lettuce, mango, basically the vegetarian option. Except for the vegetarian's got lobster in it. I was going to say, never mind, except for the lobster part. Are they trying to say it's an extra $18? Yes, it's extra for that, yes. Mm -hmm. For the globe. The globe is extra. I mean, it depends on how much lobster's in there. It doesn't look like a lot, (laughs) does it? You see the picture? It doesn't look like They're showing a claw of lobster. You've got to eat out of a (laughs) fishbowl to get to it. Yeah, I mean, just looking at that fishbowl, this seems to me like a $55 lunch where Adam and I leave hungry. Yeah. And then we'll have to go spend more money on Food and Wine Festival food. Yeah. All right. I mean, look at their sides at lunch. Brussels sprouts for $10. Uh, fried potato wedges for $8. Who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the broccoli. I mean, how big is the broccoli going to be? How much broccoli? Yeah, so know. for fifty five dollars, you don't even get the sides. I mean, the, of course, most of most of the now. dishes come with sides. Like if you get the free range yeah, chicken, they, it comes right. with mashed potatoes, sure, Brussels sure. sprouts. So let's look at the lunch menu for kids, though. I mean, I don't know if it changes for dinner. Yeah, I don't see the difference. So where's the macaroni? Yep, there it is. Mission, Mission macaroni. macaroni. Yeah, with breadcrumbs on top, so they make sure that they give put some on there. They'd be like, I don't like this. Yes, right. <laughs> What's that stuff on top? They're calling yeah. it space getty. Right. It's, Galactic it's moon salmon, dust. Cosmic chicken. Basically, they just put cosmic names in front of uh, yeah. Smash all the burger. stuff they normally feed, uh, give kids, I guess, or kids eat. Okay, so it comes with the entree, the dessert, and the drink. Nine years old and under. Oh, wow. So, like, hmm, it's pretty young. 
like well, a twelve a twelve year old has to pay the full fifty five. Right. Yep. Well, to Disney, anybody over nine is an adult. So. Yeah, and of course you can get the collectible cup for an extra three bucks for the kid. So there you yeah, go. Of course, with the the upcharge for the special cup. Oh, but then there's the upcharge drinks. It comes in a special. You can get the Moon Rocks drink or the Light Your Lemonade. Listen, listen to what's in this Moon Rocks: coconut, blue cotton candy syrup, lemonade, Moon Dust, and Moon Rocks. That just oh, sounds Lord. like you're just ruining the rest of your day. It's got Pop Rocks in it. Yeah, and then they're putting a lemonade that's extra for the kids: L- fresh squeezed lemonade, butterfly, PT, and mint. How? What kid out there wants mint in their lemonade? First of all, for twelve dollars, that better have vodka in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's included in the price of the special cup, though, right? Yeah, you get the special cup. Oh, okay. but... All right. That's right. <laughs> but still, can you imagine if I gave my four-year-old that that has cotton candy, syrup, lemonade, and pop rocks or whatever? He's going to be, like, jumping off the... He'll be jumping out back down to Earth. through the screen. Yeah. Uh... Like, good Lord. Won't even get through the appetizers without him going bananas. All right. So, anyway, keep going. Sorry, we're taking yeah, like we, 20 minutes. Yeah, we're taking minute. too much time on this. So we've established that the dinner menu is slightly different, but the yes. appetizers are the same, so we don't yeah, have to cover those same. again. Yeah. So the star course, we have a slow rotation short rib, a Florida red snapper. I think the chicken was the same on there. The X2 duck, the terra bolognese is on there still, the salmon's still on there, and the 8-ounce filet mignon. Yeah. I think I might would... The other option on this one that I might would do... Uh, outside of the salmon would be the duck. What I didn't catch here is the ragu is a tempeh ragu. So it is a vegan or vegetarian uh, bolognese. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would. Yeah, yeah, the linguine is made out of corn. The ragu is made out of tempeh. Well, there's always uh, a vegan option. The ricotta there, so. is made out of macadamia nut, zucchini, mushroom. Yeah, that's the vegan vegan choice. I wouldn't rule that one out either because I do eat vegan a lot now. <laughs> Could also get a baked lobster or a ribeye with jumbo crab special. The X2 duck sounds good. Yeah, that's the one that I was thinking I would probably choose. Well, what, what, here's something that actually catches my eye. Butternut squash flan is one of the sides there. And I'm like, that's, I don't, that might actually be something that's like, oh, I, I don't know how to make a butternut squash flan. So maybe I should get that. Give so it a try. try it out. What about the desserts? Yeah, that's, that's, that's everyone's favorite, right? They call it Supernova Sweets. Sure. And we have carrot cake, sticky toffee pudding cake, hmm. chocolate cheesecake, gelato and sorbet, and then we have a lemon mousse. So I'm thinking still chocolate cheesecake looks the best to me. but Yeah, the sticky toffee pudding cake is interesting to me. Yeah, it is. See the picture here of the lemon mousse. I'm not that impressed with that look the way it looks. But the sticky toffee pudding cake, pudding cake, I might try. Yeah, I'd go toffee. Seems you go with the toffee. Yeah. What about the drinks? Yeah, let's get down to the beverages. beverages. Some of them sound good, but I have Oga's Cantina in my head about how these yeah, are. Yeah, I was reading them and I was like, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like for down, instance, you look sugary. at the Cosmopolitan, right? Yeah. And that one doesn't sound bad because that is a traditional cosmopolitan, although I don't know what moon dust is. I mean, it's vodka control and cranberry hibiscus juice, which is what's a co- that's a cosmopolitan. It's just how heavy are they on the cran juice, right? And how heavy are they on the vodka? Right. The, the, I mean, control is also alcoholic. I don't know what moon dust is. So that could be okay. But then, like, you go further down to their, like... Yeah. Uh, Sweet, their, sweet, sweet, sweet. They're whiskey drinks, saying. right? Like Nebula has Maker's Mark, right? You're like, okay, maybe that would be good. Pineapple, honey. Maybe? Passion honey. Then they, they, yeah, pineapple, honey, and then they get the passion fruit, and I'm like, ooh, that's going to get sweet. Yeah. Bitters and moon dust. What is moon dust? <laughs> We're going to have to look it up now. Yeah. It's not if actual it, moon dust. Yeah, but say if it is, then count me out. <laughs> And they have like what they would call an Aperol spritz. They call it their Atmo spritz. New Amsterdam Aperol, Monin Blood Orange, Orange Juice Prosecco, and then Cotton Candy Cloud. They're like, let's make a drink and then just dump sugar in it. Oh, I know. Ooh, the Big Tang is served with ice cream. Oh. 
Served it's an Abion Silver, a Grand Marnier, Tang-infused Agave Nectar, Grapefruit Strawberry served, served with Astronaut Ice Cream. That's the first thing that sounds like it's space-themed. It's got Tang in it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are the odds any one of these like has more alcohol in it than the others? You think they're all about the same? Because, I mean, with Disney, sometimes they have a drink that's a little stronger. At, for, at least one drink that's a little stronger than the other ones. I just can't tell from looking at this which one it's going to be. What about the lounge? Would you go to the lounge? I was looking at the lounge menu. They have like short rib sliders, deviled eggs. They have some of the other, like the calamari and the cauliflower from the main menu. To answer your question, though, John, I don't think there's any way to know which one's going to have more alcohol. It probably just depends on the day. Yeah. Right, depending on the bartender. Yeah. If we get Chris from Bar Riva to jump over for a for a shift, they'll be yeah, strong. Then, I mean, I'll go. I'll go follow him if he goes over there and makes some margarita. Hey, on the lounge, I, I mean, I'm drawn to the New England lobster roll because I love a lobster roll. But then I look at the price. Yeah, you the don't love the price. One lobster roll is $34. Yeah. I mean, I, I could go for a couple of things on this one. but Now, they are supposed to have a really nice wine menu, so I might try yeah, I to go that. With, with that. They're okay. supposed to have a wide variety. So. I mean, I'm looking It's. It's it's fine, right? I mean, like, if you look it's on their typical. reds, they have some sort of big-name stuff, like Decoy, which you can get at the grocery store. You can get Duck that Horn. a lot of places, yeah. Yeah, Chateau Saint-Michel. Like, I recognize, and I don't recognize a lot of wineries, but, I, I mean, I've gone to, like, like, at Napa Valley and, like, Sonoma County and stuff like that. We've had a few of those, and I'm like, oh, I recognize a few of these, none of these sort of stand out as like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Space 220 in a nutshell. Do you want to go wait in line for it, Adam? Has that gotten you excited? I can't say that I'm overly excited, no. Uh, but I do want to see the restaurant more than anything. I think that's what I'm excited about seeing right, it. I would try it once, of course. Is it worth waiting in line for for an hour and a half or two hours or however long it might I take? I no. think you're being a little harsh on how long it's going to be. We'll see. I think you are being too harsh, too. We have a group of seven, though. That's my thought. Is uh, It's very hard to get a group over six into any restaurant. <laughs> so. Right. But I also think that day one, day two is going to be pack solid vloggers. And then other people are going to go walk up and they're going to look at the menu and it's going to say $72 and they're going to say, I think I'll go to the food and wine festival. <laughs> <laughs> no, because most people are just going to be like, we're here. It just opened. We have to be the first or one of the first to get a uh, something of it. I mean, it's only day four to some people that will matter. Yeah. Not everybody will that matter to. It took a long time for be our guest to die down <laughs> a long time. Years. I mean, Be Our Guest has much more of a draw. Sure. But I think this is a bigger draw than you guys are thinking. Be Our Guest has the Disney connection, for one thing, character connection. It has the, you know, they can actually see stuff that was in the film or go someplace in the film, at least in the one room. And then if you go in the other room, you can see the rose from the film and the, and the portrait and apparently eat and see what it's like to eat in total darkness at the same time. Right. So, But Disney knows that people are going to come here because they want to see the big screen. And as I said in our chat, it's a preview of what the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is going to be. Like, looking out your window, they're basically test piloting that technology in this restaurant. So, people are going to want yeah. to see that. Yeah. It's going to be popular. I, I It's going to be popular. No doubt, in my mind. I'm going to guess that it, it'll be a flop. We're going <laughs> to... So, <laughs> That's why Disney's charging so much because they know people are going to want to come see it. So you come to see it, you got to pay seventy nine bucks to eat dinner. No, I mean I don't think. I mean I know Disney had something to do with the pricing, but isn't this run by a, a an outside restaurant group? Isn't it? Well, I forgot the name of it. Patina Group. Yeah, that group that does some of the other good restaurants, right? Yeah, but do you, do they you see also what I'm do saying? the Edison, right? But like, I think someone was comparing like the Edison. Remember when that, I never have been to it, but apparently when it opened, like night one, it was cover charge and they were going to say there was a dress code and after certain hours, 21 up. Night two, cover charge is gone. 
by the end of the month, like by the end of like the first week, they got rid of the twenty one plus, and by the end of the month, they added like uh, up chicken wings to the or fried chicken to the menu or something like that. Like it was one of those things where they're like, yeah, yeah, upscale, and then it's one of those things where I think it's going to be tweaked a lot, a lot, because I don't think this current iteration. Unless the food is just absolutely out of this world, well cooked, it doesn't, at the face of it, to me, justify that price. Yeah, right. Well, it's on the be our guest model. They won't. They think people are going to come just to experience the atmosphere just as much as the food. And food is almost taking a back seat to that. Not the same draw. Not the same. Not even the same group of people. Sure, not the same. But interested. why would you not want to see this though? I think pe- I, I do, think you're underestimating saying, the, the number of people who are going to want to see this technology in action. I think more people are going to think, you know what? That first day there's going to be, as we mentioned, tons of vloggers. I can see what it's like for myself in the <laughs> comfort of my own living room. Yeah, but there's difference so, in in being there. Yeah. It's so anyway, sticking with the food theme, I guess, or the Epcot theme, if you would, Club Cool. Yeah. has reopened. Uh, it was something else you might get an opportunity to check out. And it has opened its doors. Notice that it looks like it has a little more room, I guess, for Coca-Cola-themed merchandise uh, more <laughs> right. than anything else. So basically they cleared a few racks from the Coca-Cola store in Disney Springs and brought it over? I guess. I can't tell. Are they, getting, are they getting a little more space than they had before? I think they are. Maybe a tad bit more. Yeah, I sure. hope so because it was shoulder to shoulder in there before <laughs> all the kids would be just drinking as much soda as possible. Yeah. Um, and they, they do have a good many stations, but they all seem like they're all lined up next to each other instead of like on, you know, the little sided. circular things. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if, if that will be better or for worse, but it does look like the Beverly is there, which everyone would be wanting to know. So it's still there or it will be there. I hope they have some sort of absorbent floor in there because the old club cool was just very sticky floor. So, Do you think anybody would even notice if there was a flavor missing other than the Beverly? There's a few favorites. There's a few favorites that people had. But I mean, that's like the one that, as they put it, everyone loves to hate. Coke? Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> right. That's the fam- <laughs> regular Coke. <laughs> right. The Beverly's the famous one just for being, you know, horrible, but... <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't even know if I could bring myself to even try this anymore because I've warded off soda like altogether, and I haven't had one in so long. I don't even think I would even go in here. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink soda either. So, but I mean, I would, I would just go look at it. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not gonna After, drink go in. Beverly. After many, many months of construction and hard labor and toil, we are approaching the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, and I am so glad that to celebrate, we have opened a brand new experience, which is exactly the same as it was <laughs> hey, before. Is that a negative right. comment, Jason? Is that I said is that a negativity? very positive <laughs> statement. It sounded negative to me. It sounded sarcastic uh, to me. All I got to say is bring right. a bucket and a mop. If you're going into... I mean, but only Bill can have a park entrance key. Club cool. <laughs> so since we uh, have been talking about food, why don't we uh, stick with the fact that there are some buffets that are returning. Some buffets? buffets. Some buffets. Space 220 yeah. is a buffet, right? No, it's... Yeah. No, unfortunately. I mean, well, it's priced like one. You should, you should be able to have all you can eat. <laughs> anyway... Crystal Palace is the one I was trying to think of. Right. Mm. Is uh, slowly making its way. Well, bu- or I should say uh, buffet dining itself is slowly making its way. But Crystal Palace is bringing is coming back. The last month we saw Beer Garden and Diamond Horseshoe is going to be one that's. I think they're doing. They're not doing buffet though, are they? Okay, forget Diamond Horseshoe. We'll talk about it in a minute. Is it just me or mm-hmm. was everybody else hoping that? One of the silver linings of COVID would be that it got rid of buffets forever. Like the traditional yeah, I, style yeah, buffets? I was hoping they would get rid of it. Well, I guess as time goes on and people probably have asked about buffets and probably they might, might even be one of their things that they get commented on. One of the high things they get commented on or gets complaints about truthfully in their surveys. Yeah, I much prefer the family style ones, especially 
like yeah. the Garden Grill or Ohana breakfast. Make a few things really well and give me give it to me as in all I can eat fashion, but don't just have a bunch of stuff in a buffet that everyone else has sneezed on, you know, anymore. Although I will say Boma is probably the only or maybe Tusker House I might do again. Well, Boma I would do any day of the week for sure. Yeah, Boma's those fantastic. would be the only exceptions I would say. I would do a buffet for those, but uh, the standard kind of buffet stuff like Crystal Palace, ugh, we ate there. How? What, it was 29? like 20, 2018, 2019, it, somewhere in that area. I remember eating dinner there and it was just meh. 2019. It was 2019. It was so meh. I can't tell if they've changed anything up menu-wise. I'll be honest, the only thing I've had at Crystal Palace breakfast... That's the only thing I've had buffet style there was breakfast. I don't think I've ever had the we dinner. We did the dinner. I think I haven't had the breakfast there in forever, but the dinner we did, and it was meh, you know, not not great. I'm trying it looks to remember. Good. The kids ate stuff. Yeah. I, I remember it It was... It was okay. Nothing, nothing okay. special about it. They let's had prime the, rib, but it wasn't Let's put it in the, uh, the rankings of, like, Magic Kingdom dining. It's nowhere okay. near... Skipper Canteen. Skipper Canteen. That's the top. But I mean, it is like compared stand. to everything else, it is. Mm, it's not. Pretty good. I would say. Um, Liberty, Liberty Liberty Tree, Tree Tavern's is, better. Yes, Liberty Tree is much better, and it's family style, not buffet, which I also right. better. So okay, so that's t- top two sit downs, right? Yes, top two. Pro- well, Cinderella's Royal Table is probably better than the rest, but. But we've never eaten there. Quality, quality yeah. wise, I would. Yeah, I mean, I I would say quality wise, yes, it's it's expensive and it's hard to get into, mostly because of combination of popularity and space. Right. Because they do not have a lot of space in there. You gotta think of think about when the castle was built. Right. <laughs> um, we'll just say that's first, and then Skipper yeah. Canteen second. We'll just say that, and then Liberty Tree, and then it goes downhill quick after that. I mean, if I Be told you dinner at Be Our Guest or dinner at Crystal Palace, what are you gonna pay? Well, I'd probably pay less at Crystal Palace. Yeah, it's thirty nine bucks. So for a I'd probably just do that because to me, it's not worth sixty two dollars at or whatever it is at uh, Crystal Palace or the Plaza. Be our guest. I might. I I would do the Plaza just because I haven't done it in a while. Although there's Crystal not Palace much there. Or Tony's. Yeah, <laughs> Crystal Palace. Speaking of which, I actually saw a post on Facebook in which they were asking about best restaurant i think at magic kingdom and someone actually voted legitimately for tony's so that that was their favorite i don't know about i mean that. there are people that eat at like you know applebee's every day and think it's the best so. <laughs> if there's even a song so, about it now that's going I mean, growing right. up i i thought going out to eat at applebee's was like top notch and then good. well yeah i thought cracker barrel was I still think Cracker Barrel's good. It is good. Cracker Barrel is good. I thought Cracker Barrel was fancy when I was a kid. Well, well, on top of that, Cracker Barrel doesn't doesn't charge you an arm and a leg for the good food either. Yeah, Cracker Barrel's still good, but I very reasonably priced. I mean, places like an Applebee's, I don't think they cook their food there. I think it's just like a bag of microwaves in the bag. I I knew somebody that worked at Olive Garden, and all of it is made factory and then just reheated. I like Olive Garden though. I know. I'm just saying it's not cooked there though. They just yeah, that stuff. reminds me of that uh, lady's review of Olive Garden, the small town newspaper, where she just said how great it was. <laughs> I mean, right. I think Olive Garden is fantastic for especially like a broke college student because it has the perfect thing. You go in, you order a meal, and then you do the all-you-can-eat salad and breadsticks as your meal and then take that second meal home and like, you basically get two meals for the price of one right there. What's the, is it Maggiano's that has that BOGO? Anyway, we're talking, we're way off topic. <laughs> so, one more that's now reopening, and that's the Diamond Horseshoe. I was about to mention that in your scenario a minute ago. Have mm. I don't, it's been a long time since I've done the Diamond Horseshoe. Matter of fact, I don't think I've done the Diamond Horseshoe ever since they've gone to the All You Care to Enjoy Served Family Style. I don't think I've even done it since then. Have you either of you? No, no, mm-mm, haven't done it. See, I mean, how does it, it sounds... compare to Liberty Tree? I'm gonna say it sounds like the same food now, almost. Yeah, it's very, very similar. It was barbecue in there at one time. I guess they figured they had too many barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're on a barbecue surge right now. Yeah, but they did serve some barbecue in there at one time. I don't know. Maybe they're. Uh supplies are kind of limited in some cases so that's why they're mimicking 
Liberty Tree, if you can't get into if you can't get into Liberty Tree, hey, Diamond Horseshoe might have some availability. The pricing seems reasonable. I mean, thirty nine bucks. I mean, yeah. Now that we've talked about Space Two Twenty, yeah. everything seems reasonable. So <laughs> I think that's their point, right? Space Two Twenty and be our guest are the most ridiculously overpriced dinners. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's time to get out of the realm of uh, food. Food. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, they do have menus and concept art for Steakhouse Seventy One. Do we want to cover that, or just wait till that's closer to actually being? I have one more food thing to bring up if we have if we have a moment there's a new offering at the thirsty river bar at animal kingdom have you guys seen that no Uh, no what is it tell us it's called the yeti sunset and so if you like the lemonade at regal eagle you'll probably like this is the review yes Mm. so it's a yeti sunset it's a jack daniels tennessee whiskey with strawberry and lychee lemonade for $13. Hmm. I vaguely remember the lemonade at Regal Legal because that was one of our last stops that night. Right. And, it, and, and, and I remember the bartender saying, this is the strongest <laughs> drink on property, and we ended with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember much after that. I feel like we rode the land. We did ride the land, and we played yeah. music because we were on the boat by ourselves. See, I, don't, I still don't remember that. I still don't remember that. Did I? Did I lemonade. jump? Did I jump out and pick tomatoes or something? Okay, thankfully that wasn't me. Good. Just want to make sure. All right, so uh, let's head on over to Animal Kingdom yeah. to discuss a couple of stories here. It was reported that Finding Nemo the musical was going to permanently close, which in a sense is true. The current show is going to be closed, but it's going to reopen with just a new version of the show or they're just basically going to update the show it sounds like how do you guys feel about that have you ever watched it no i sat through the show and (laughs) i love the way he puts it sat through the show (laughs) it is the longest or it was at the time the longest uh, stage show in park at any park what is it like 40 minutes i think it was 40 41 minutes or something like that it was some some something like that and to me it was weird seeing the the fish puppets and then the people in the full body suits running around carrying them. It just, it was weird to me. So I wasn't really into the show and I don't really, I'm finding Nemo is not really my favorite either. Like it's fine, but you know how I feel about the, the seas. So, well, I mean, is this show, was this show really that popular? I know it's the longest running one in that theater, obviously. Yeah. Cause it's been there what 15 years now right Um, i I think it started out that way or at least disney promoted it as such it was crowded when i went there and that was i think it's fairly popular i mean it's not festival of the lion king popular no but not as good either i mean it's like that whole side of the park was just designed to eat up your time yeah you know that's like yeah how do we turn animal kingdom into a full day park Oh, that's right. Let's just make a show that lasts the full day. Right. Yeah. So, I I would assume that part of the revamping is it's going to be shorter. I would hope so. And I would think that goes along with the, let's be honest, the current, the attention span of the current generation. So, it'd be harder to do a longer show. I think Disney has realized that with with a lot of the stuff they replaced at Epcot, for instance, that uh, they were a little too long in their originals, even though I still liked them. I just think that the present-day audience doesn't quite have the attention span they once had for something. But anyway. So the other story, construction walls have been erected around the primeval world in that area. What do we think? Is this a sign that something's about to go there, or is it just a matter of clearing it off at this point? The Skyliner Station's going there. For Skyliner Station. So you're going to be able to get a Skyliner over to Animal Kingdom and go directly into the most popular part of the park. Right, That right. being Dino-Rama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's how it's going to work. It would match the cheesy theming well if you had like a ski lift kind of thing there. It would make sense. Yeah, isn't it funny? Like anytime something closes or gets dismantled, that it's always like the f- the fans that like were totally silent always come out of the woodwork. That they all of a sudden care, even for Primeval World. 
<laughs> oh, really? Who cared about yes. Brand New World? I, there's it people out there that do. Well, this Twitter. Not near as many as some other ones, but, you know. I don't see anybody yes. chaining themselves to the the front no, of that. Not yet. Right. <laughs> to get, it could happen. <laughs> I guess. Uh, anyway. I feel like they're just going to tear it down to avoid people, you know, trying to jump the fence and do something stupid. Maybe. So they'll just tear it down. I, th- I think that's all they're going to do for a while. Well, I mean, they filed a permit, right? We discussed that not too terribly long ago. But, I mean, I feel like this is more of just a dismantling it yeah, and kind of... Tear it down. I don't think this is a true construction. I think this is just getting it out of the way. Leave a giant pit there. Yeah, they'll put. They'll do something there, You one would hope. <laughs> a meet and greet. But, if, yeah, <laughs> Whenever a dance party. Whenever they can party. have those again. Right. Yeah. Well, they did have a dance party right there, actually. And this, yeah, they have more space for the dance party. Donald's Dino Bash or whatever it's called. Yeah. So they're expanding Donald, Donald's Dino Bash. Yep. So, yeah, there's that. So if you wanted to say goodbye to Primeval World, sorry, <laughs> you're too late. Well, you better hurry up. And while it's <laughs> something still there, you can still right. say goodbye. It has been revealed that the early theme park entry at Walt Disney World, what the hours are going to be. That is for those who had the privilege of staying in the deluxe resorts, right? Mm-hmm. So this is just for October 1st through uh, November the 23rd. Magic Kingdom is going to be that half hour from 7.30 to 8 a.m. on uh, the 1st. So you get that extra 30 minutes there. And from the 2nd to the 23rd, it's going to be from 8.30 to 9. So still just the half hour. Just letting you know exactly what the hours are. Looks like Epcot's going to start opening at 9 a.m. again soon, or at least on some days, 10 a.m. on others, hmm. and 11 a.m. Some. It's already so, I mean, been I don't opening. Know, they're they're like staggering. 10. Yeah, they're 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 doing weird things with their hours at Epcot. I don't know. I guess they figure there'd be more people there on the first and the second. It's the reason why they're up, you know, upping the regular entry to nine hmm. again. As we've discussed many times before, we would have been perfectly fine with it always being 11. I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah, I guess. I mean, during COVID, it was nice to have the ability to sleep in for <laughs> at least one day yeah. of your trip. Right, right, right. Or or get a breakfast in. Yeah. At a, at a hour in which, you know, not everybody's like, looks like death warmed over trying to get there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Should we do a check to make sure Jason's still awake? I'm still heard? awake. Oh, I'm looking at the uh, hours for our trip, trying to see what they are. Okay. Just want to make sure I haven't heard you talk in a while. You didn't plan on taking advantage of any extra half hours anyway, so... No, they're not available then, but I was just yeah. curious if they were opening. It's pretty standard. Let's say you're going to switch yeah. to Riviera for that. <laughs> yeah, that I'm going to switch room. over to Riviera just so I can get the uh, extra half hour. <laughs> totally worth it. I mean, I don't see how it's not worth it. Yeah. No. All right. Are there still tickets for that boobash? Should we Should we go at them? How much How much is that boobash? God, yeah. Take a look at that. I bet it's for that day more than we ever paid for a one fifteen. I don't know. I'm having really. I didn't really. It's more than I'm just guessing. I bet it's one thirty five. Uh, it's currently sold out. Oh, okay. No. So no. No. No reason to do it at all. It's literally, as of right now, no availability any of the uh, days. It is sold out every single bootbash. So you might be able to get the same day, though. Like, they have done that. You know, they've been doing that. So if we, yeah, sh- why not? we showed up that it. night, we could do it. So Disney is giving six upcoming films a theater-exclusive release. Oh. This, the Scarlett Johansson effect? It was, I guess that's <laughs> what we can call it. Yeah. At this point, they've had some success with Shang-Chi, apparently, and I guess they feel like it's worth it to, but what they're doing is they're giving them 45-day theatrical exclusive window, so basically the first, little over the first month, you would have to go see it in theater, but if you're patient, you can still get a premiere on Disney+, Plus, which I'm sure will be an upcharge, given the current era, it seems how things are, are done. Uh, but the six releases that will this will happen with are Eternals, The Last Duel, West Side Story, Ron's Gone Wrong, The King's Man, and Encanto, which Encanto has a slightly different deal as they'll just have 30 days. You'll have it before the Disney Plus. That might so, be the next movie I would go see in theaters. 
If I I didn't see anything on that list that really appealed to me, so I do want to see that one. But you do. That's the only Why one. Don't you, I haven't even checked into that one. What's that one about? That's the one that Lin Manuel Miranda's doing the song. Oh, well, it should be good. The one then. set in yeah. Colombia. Going back to our earlier discussion, I know that we're talking about Encanto, but I just finally got this loaded. Uh, Adam, you want to go to the after hours uh, Christmas party on the 21st? Because I've priced it out for our party. Yeah. $1,700 or something. What is it? With tax, $1,856.33. Oh, yeah. yeah, I forgot to pretty, factor pretty, in the Pretty tax. good guess. 1800 bucks for how many hours of fun? Is for it seven four? people. Well, you can get in early, but the party itself is, what, four hours? Three it hours? It goes 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. Yeah. Okay. First of all, our kids would be, well, mine would be grouchy and grumpy or fall asleep before 1 a.m., so we wouldn't even stay the whole time. Anyways, so yeah, the theatrical releases. I haven't seen Shang-Chi yet. I haven't either. Mm-mm. I've heard good things, though. I can't explain why. I don't really get into the Marvel films like some people do. I, I just, I don't know. What Marvel films have I actually seen in theater? I guess I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 1 in the theater. That's the only one I've seen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I think about it. The whole I mean, time I'm talking doing about it. like new Marvel. Because like... I'm talking about periods like ever since they've been doing Marvel movies. But I didn't see any of the Avengers movies, I think, in a theater. No. Nope. None of them. And I haven't seen all of the, like, individual movies either. I'm just, I'm not into the Marvel stuff that much either. And to me, the thing that got hard for me is, like, Marvel was releasing stuff, like, all the time. It was just so hard to keep up with on top of that. I'm sure to the hardcore fan, it was awesome, you know. But for someone who already was kind of casual at best... It was more confusing than anything else, truthfully. So, anyway, mm-hmm. so to go along with this, the Little Mermaid, the live action film, has been scheduled. This is pretty far in advance, folks. It's going to be May twenty sixth, twenty twenty three, at this point, and uh, it's been given a Memorial Day weekend release on that one. So we got to wait okay. a while for that live action one because it's been talked about for a while, ever since Halle Bailey was pegged as Ariel, and that was... Well, how long ago was that? That's Gosh. been a minute. Yeah, we've talked about that yeah. years ago. Yeah, remember. it seems like it. feels like it <laughs> yeah, was, so yeah, a couple of years ago. She, I'm going to say, she's she's going to be like 30 by the time this comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of things got delayed, though, so... Yeah, because it was originally slated to be this year, right? Initially. Probably, they, yeah. they wanted it I to be. So, yeah. yeah, and in the beginning, they wanted it to be, and now it's mm-hmm. going to be 2023, so, Wow. I guess they figured it was had enough hype to it that they, if they delay it a little while and then they put it out. Yeah, I mean, this movie will always have hype, so I think regardless yeah. of when they put it out. I think they can afford to do it. Yeah. They wanted to have something in their back pocket, so. Yep. All right, so how about a little cruise line news in a way? Mm-hmm. Cruise line slash COVID, uh, we'll, we'll say. But the Disney Cruise Line adds Central Florida COVID-19 pre-cruise testing option. Basically... Guests 12 years and older are required to be vaccinated, while guests 11 years and under have to provide proof of a negative COVID test and the result between three days and 24 hours before their sale date. says the option for the COVID-19 test has been updated, as was previously the test must be a rapid PCR test or a lab PCR test. The rapid antigen tests are not accepted now, so it would have to be the PCR test. So what do we think about that? Seem reasonable? Is it, I mean, is that, I think it's probably the best way for them to be safe when they're considering what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are cruising to other countries. And they're putting um, people on a cruise ship very close a together. A petri dish, essentially. Yeah. yeah. I am all for the vaccine mandate. 100% mandated. Yeah. Okay. That's what. I that's mean, basically what if, they're they're saying. Everybody yeah. that is eligible to have the vaccine should you have are, it to go on the cruise. You ship. are free so. to not get a vaccine, and you can't breathe other people's air because you're putting them at risk. I mean, it's, you can't smoke in my air. You can't put your COVID in my air. So yeah, good point. That is the update to the cruise line, which is not all that surprising. It's just that was more of an information for those mm-hmm. of you that might be interested in it or taking one soon. Uh, that which I would hope you were probably looking for these things. Yeah. 
we were wanting to take one the week of Christmas, right, right between Christmas and New Year's. But of course, that's the most expensive cruise. Yep. Oh yeah. By far. By far. I've cruised a few times, but I have only at this point cruised during what they would call hurricane season. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is now. Which is the. It's only getting more time. active uh, as the years go on. At this point. But the thing is, there's not very many that have like adversely affected a cruise other than you have to stay on it longer. I mean, what a horrid, how horrible. Or it devastates the uh, port you're going to go to. uh, So you have to change course. Yeah, I mean, they have ways of knowing where the stuff's going to be. So there's there's nothing that could really like be super bad about (laughs) trying to take a cruise during hurricane season other than it might be canceled. It might be rescheduled. Yeah. I mean, you know. One one thing I would say to this about the testing, though, is if you have kids or, or someone who needs to have a test within three days, I think it is, the PCR test, <clears throat> as of right now, it is very difficult to get a test at certain places unless you want to go in you know, certain testing locations. You can drive up and do a long line or whatever. But if you go to like a Walgreens or something, it's hard to get an appointment right now. <laughs> Because so many people are getting tested. Because, and see, my thing with the the three days. Yeah. Right. So it's hard to schedule so, that. I I would say is my point. Yeah. Unless you. Well. Yeah. And here's the thing with the three days. Are they saying okay, the test has to have been initiated within the last three days? <laughs> you see what I mean? Right. Well, we. Or a, that they got the result. Like, did someone t- actually take the test on day four and they got the results on the day? You see what I'm saying? Right. Is that we had to be do accepted? this. When we went to Puerto Rico this summer, we our kids had to have tests within three days. So they told us that you have to take the test three days before you leave. And you have to okay. have the results before that time as well, which is, or at least show that you had taken it. I think some proof that you had taken the test and are still waiting for results. But, but don't they typically have the results like next day? Well, yeah, but as of right now, we've also had to do a test recently. And it took two days to get the results because so many people are getting tested right now. Because it's spreading a lot more because of Delta variant. I think this is, there's a good possibility you're going to be seeing fewer kids on cruises, at least for the time being. Which is a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're an adult. What what do you mean by that, Adam? (laughs) Meaning because kids are the ones that are getting it right now because they can't get vaccinated. Under 12. Well, Sticking with the COVID theme, proof of a COVID-19 vaccination or negative test required at mega events, including theme parks in Los Angeles County, starting October the 7th. So, of course, that would affect Disneyland Disneyland and California Adventure. This one does not exclude the rapid antigen test, from what I can tell. Right. You know, good and well, there's going to be plenty of people after this, once this gets started, that are trying to fake it. I don't know if they could how if they could get away with that very easily or not. I'm not sure. I don't know what they're going to ask for at this point, um, especially even the vaccination thing. Because the, right. I guess would they check the records at the gate? I mean, I, I, I know there's a database, but with Walgreens, they give you a thing on a on the app or email or text that shows. But again, you could somebody could probably try to manipulate that and make it. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, there's fake. there's an electronic record, but I, that's what I'm saying. I wonder how yeah, do they how, how are they, they going to figure this out? Yeah, I don't know how yeah. They yeah. Check. What what to what degree <laughs> to what level are they going to go to to prove this? I don't so, know. We'll find out. I don't know. It should be interesting. October seventh is when we're going to start be, start looking for that out in uh, California. So, should we do a All Jason right. check? Is he awake? Yeah, I I'm think here. we should. Okay. Jason, you're still right. with us. <laughs> I'm here. Just check. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, speaking of vaccines yeah. and speaking of mandates, because of Bob Chapek and what? Joe Biden. Who's that? Bob Chapek <laughs> and Joe Biden have a mandate. Mm-hmm. Get it? <laughs> a mandate? <laughs> sure. Well, that's what it says. Actually, it's it, the, Bob meeting. Chapek's only mentioned because he's the Disney connection there. Right, right. But apparently it's going to be other CEOs. Basically discussing a vaccine mandate, I don't know. It's not real clear, I guess. Let's put it this way. Disney's obviously already put one as far as their workers go. 
that's already starting to take effect now, from my understanding, or what they're, they're starting to have to get the, the proof of it. So I'm wondering if the meeting is pertaining to that and to how well that's working or, or how, to, how to do it in the future. I don't think it's going to be anything more than that. But, of course, at any time that this it happens, it makes the news. So, yeah. The meeting has actually already taken place by the time this it's podcast out, yeah. will have been released. But the other CEOs that are mentioned to be there or had to have been there, Greg Adams, the chair and CEO of Kaiser Permanente, Brad Smith, president of Microsoft, Madeline Bell, president and CEO of Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, Josh Bolton, president and CEO of Business Roundtable, Roz Brewer, CEO of Walgreens, Tim Boyle, CEO of Columbia Sportswear, Molly Noon, CEO of Molly Moon's Homemade Ice Cream, and William Tate IV, LSU. The president of LSU, which is interesting. Yeah, very diverse. So I'm guessing they're trying to get... In terms of types of companies, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, one university on there, apparently. Go figure. Anyway, but I'm pretty sure it's probably trying to discuss their different results with things. Things they're putting in place and probably the differences to that. Yeah. Ed Asner, we mentioned him earlier, to make a posthumous appearance. So on Disney Plus, we've got Muppets Haunted Mansion coming up. Muppets Haunted Mansion. I didn't realize he was going to be in it, but apparently he did have a spot in it already. Hmm. Okay. Friday, October the 8th is when that's debuting. That should be interesting. I love the Muppets and I love the Haunted Mansion, so I'm really hoping that that will deliver. So is he the thousandth ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Too soon. Too Too soon, soon. Yeah. 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 They have a picture in there. Looks like he is playing a spook of some kind. It kind of looks that way. Uh, that's one of the ones that was being released on Disney Plus that I actually want to see. I can say that for the first time in a while. It's anytime you mix Muppets and one of my favorite attractions, my favorite Magic Kingdom attraction. Hmm. Speaking of which, did I mention that I have a Halloween decoration that I plan on putting in my yard that I came across? What is no. it? That's, ha- that's Haunted Mansion themed. Oh, really? What is this? It's actually a pretty good like stand-up. It's going to glow in the dark. Of the hitchhiking ghosts oh. that uh, oh, okay. I have, uh, I'll have to show. I have yeah. to see how. I hope it really works well, but uh, I'll have to show you guys once I actually get it and are able to put it up. Yeah. Hopefully that the effect at night. I'll take a picture of it and send it to you. See if it's as good as advertised. But when I saw that, because I had been thinking about doing a haunted mansion theme around Halloween anyway, so that could be the start of my collection and uh, mm. doing that. I might get something else, but nice. that's what I plan on doing. I've kind of wanted to take like a theme such as Haunted Mansion for Halloween and build on it and just kind of do it every year. And you'll be the ghost host? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I could play, I mean, I could play the music from Haunted Mansion at, right there at the, yeah. maybe get a fog effect at some point. Anyway, Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, even though I've been to Disneyland, it's not one I've done. Have you done it, Adam? I did it. Yeah. You did it? I did it once when I went out there. You yeah. did it? Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think of it? In general, it was okay. pretty fun. It was decent. Okay. It was fine. It's like teacups meets dark, dark ride. ride I don't yeah. know. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's it's it, it is an older attraction. On, on top of that, when back when Roger Rabbit was still in its heyday of popularity, nineties. Yeah. They're making a change to Jessica Rabbit's story in the storyline of the ride. It's been said that the reasoning is for a bit of cultural sensitivity update. I don't know. I, th- I think the specifically uh, the one with her being in the trunk of a car. Yeah. I think was probably one that they w- were being careful with. Yep, that makes sense. And so it's just basically been replaced by dip barrels. I don't think it's anything that really takes away from the ride at all from what I can see. It is said that there's a like a small overhaul being done to it. And which makes her like more of a central figure or like more relevant, I guess. So that she'll be a private eye determined mm-hmm. to stamp out a Toontown crime wave. I got to be honest. I mean, I've, I've watched the ride on YouTube, but I haven't actually been on it. I can't see where there's much continuity in the first place. So I don't think it would really matter. I mean, what, did you get a story out of it whenever you were writing it? No, I don't remember much. Obviously about not. It, you had to it, think about it. Yeah, it was like, I remember... <laughs> parts of it but i don't remember much about it yeah i don't remember much about it i mean there you go 
let's just say if we're going to talk about a dark ride at Disneyland with a great story, it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Right. That's what I was saying. There you go. It kind of reminded me of that in a way. Like it felt like it was either a tip to that or something. But it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride meets teacups. That's yeah. That's that's the way to. That's the cross. And you don't, and you don't go to hell in uh, this yeah, one. No. You know, speaking of Mr. Toad, I came across another one of those Facebook questions. I think it's from the same one that I, I don't know how I keep getting these show up from the, what is it called? They're called, I think it's called Epcot, Epcot Food and Wine Festival or whatever. But they keep asking these questions, right? And they said something about if you could make a change or could change any attraction. I can't remember if this one was Magic Kingdom specific or if it was Walt Disney World specific. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people were talking about making changes, and I decided to say, I was like, I would change Winnie the Pooh to Mr. Toad. <laughs> right. And then I put, like, a wink on it beside it. That's funny. <laughs> Someone actually loved my comment. But. Right. It could be done. At least one of the tracks is still there, because that's one, that's what they use for Pooh. Right. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> the pers- right. They could re- redo the, it. They use the exact same, like, I don't know if it was side A or side B, but... They used the exact... I guess it would have had to have been the left side, right? It would just what it, it seems like, yeah. 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 So, I mean, they could they could put it back if they wanted. Or in, or put a new in, you know, incantation, I will say, of it. If they wanted. So I believe that's going to be it. Well, I, I did want to mention briefly that... Mention. This last week end was the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And we went to Disney World... Two days after 9-11 actually happened? Yes. We had a trip planned so, anyway, and we weren't flying either, so that was right, another that was reason why the, it was still able to happen. To go, right. So talk about, you know, the emptiest, I probably, COVID actually last year in July was probably the emptiest I've ever seen it, but that was pretty darn close, was right after 9-11. Well, my, my COVID experience was busier than the 9-11 experience right but i went you know right after they reopened and it was you know nobody there i think in comparison to a typical thanksgiving week mine was most definitely slower Mm-hmm. yeah the 9-11 thing that was just that was a very weird i mean it was still disney so it was still fun but it was a very weird experience overall just how empty like everything right. was yeah and we had mentioned this on here before, how something about the air traffic noise, like stuff we don't realize how it interferes with how sound travels. Hmm. And we were actually able to hear the Haunted Mansion Wolf all the way <laughs> over true. at the Pond- Polynesian. That's true, yeah. Which you had never noticed that before. Yeah. And I don't think it was because we never noticed it. I literally think you couldn't hear it because of you air know, traffic. Or just <laughs> How it affects noise, how sound like travels. Bodies. I don't yeah. Know, yeah. I, f- I think it has more to do with the air traffic noise. I mean, I really do. I feel like a, it, it makes a difference as to far how other sounds actually mm. travel, how far sound travels. I think it interferes. Yeah. So it was just, it was definitely a weird time. And yeah, I remember our grandmother and her sister were, they just watched yeah. the news all day. They didn't want to come out of the hotel room. <laughs> well, they like had already they been, did. they had already, they basically only went on vacation to basically hang hotel. out in the Polynesian anyway right. for quite some time. Yeah. Shot, do just basically go out and look around shops and right, stuff. Right. I mean, they basically just hung out at the poly the last few times we had gone. They had gone to do it with us. Yeah. So, but they were pretty yeah. much just watched the news all day, which you know most people did I, right for now. I do remember that on top of that there was also a tropical storm. Yes, yeah, it blew through as we were driving down. Yeah, yeah, that had an effect too. That's true. So yeah, it was a category one hurricane. I think it was, or by the time it got to Central Florida, it was a tropical storm again. But right, right. Well, I remember them giving us flashlights. So. Right. Yeah. When we've got there, yeah, because it had just gone through. I think. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. There was no power for like a first hour or so, or something. Maybe. I don't. I, I I, know. It was not very long that we, there was no power when we went into the room. They actually still checked us in. Yeah, but there was no power in the actual room for it was like very short though. It was like I can't remember. It was not long. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember going to Hollywood Studios, which was still MGM then, and walking yeah. around the streets of America it was empty. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like that. And that's when you did the, um, you were volunteered to do the back backlot tour, weren't you? That time. 
Yeah, the scene with the the boat. Mm-hmm. We're taking on water. We're taking yeah. We're taking on water. Yeah. So I mean, you know, old yeah. school stuff, but yeah. Just thought I would mention that twenty years ago, we were at Disney, which is kind of weird. To think about now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Twenty years has passed since all of it. Hmm. That was one event that really changed things. And twenty years later, COVID has really changed the travel industry uh, yet again. Yeah. And the question right now, I think everybody thinks about is to what degree and for how long, or is it uh, pretty much a permanent thing? Who knows? Only time will tell. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those things where there's going to be a degree. It's going to be affected to to a degree, but there's going to be, as we go on, something that resembles normalcy. You know, basically airline travel has not... Has has not changed since nine eleven, obviously. So we're still have things in place. So I think one thing maybe people will be wearing masks a lot more often than even post COVID, quote unquote. I think I don't feel like weird wearing a mask anymore. <laughs> so I don't think even during flu well, season I might wear it occasionally. Yeah. In the future, I don't know. It it may not. I think what you're saying is it may not phase anyone as being odd right that's uh, what i, was I think saying. there'll be a lot of people who opt not to do it obviously because you know for it's really effective comfort though. reasons it really so, is effective yeah all right still there jason i'm here just checking he's just soaking it all in all right i think we've gone long enough get some sleep everybody it oh, was right there just at the end we put him to sleep with our with our we uh, usually do that's why i have to check in you know we usually put him out <laughs> I mean, I need the outro to put me to sleep. I think by the time you finish it, I will be fast asleep. So this week's right. episode brought to you by Calm, the app to help you <laughs> sleep. The, oh. the Calm app. <laughs> <laughs> and Applebee's. But we didn't mention our travel agent. Well, let's do that right now. You could say something along the lines of, speaking of speaking travel of in, in during travel difficult times. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if you want to travel during this difficult time. Reach out to our travel agent friend, Jill Dilbeck. She also said I could use her email address. So if you want to go direct to her that way, it's jilldilbeck at gmail.com. If you want to email her directly, tell her we sent you, Traveling with a Mouse. If you're interested in booking Disney, World, Land, Cruise Line, Universal. Legoland. You always say that, but I don't know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or sea world, sea I, don't, world. I don't know that for sure anywhere you want to go in the world uh, no. but not true anything disney universal for sure she can book that for you the, and the holy land uh experience <laughs> i believe that's closed permanently by the way that, that permanently actually, yeah, really the gaylord palms yeah margaritaville ripley's believe it or not okay. gatorland well Feel free to email her or visit our website, link to her there, and uh, find out. Just She'll definitely be able to help. All right. So you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That is all at TWTM Podcast. We have a Spreadshirt store in which you can get your exclusive TWTM merchandise, including the Rafts or a Ride shirt. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. We do have a YouTube channel as well, which you can find the links to the places that Adam is going to mention. Which is our website, travelingwiththemouse.com. You can find those links. And you can email us as well, podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. I mean, that's it. So, so for uh, Jason and Adam, my name is John. This has been Traveling With The Mouse, and we hope that you will join us on our next trip. Bob Chapik is a cheap b- Oh, wow. Say your uh, sentence again. But only Bill can have a park entrance key.